everyone and uh, welcome back to the Unpacked podcast and I believe this is episode eight and uh, as always I'm uh, joined by my usual co-host Jack. Jack how are you? I am fantastic it's a lovely Sunday afternoon here in April in um, yeah, the world it's very nice. It is it's, uh, it's a fantastically warm day and uh, we've got our second guest on uh, this week's episode of the, the podcast and uh, we're joined by none other than EC Trading, um, aka Elliot. Elliot, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Glad to be here. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Well, thank you for coming on. And uh, yeah, well, Jack, what sort of what are we discussing this week? Well, firstly, I'd like to say we've got more than one guest in today's video. We've got Mose the cat um, just down <laughs> there as well. So we've got two guests today. He's unfortunately um, not going to be saying much in today's. Um, episode but uh yeah what we're going to be discussing is um people returning to the hobby we, we've had a lot of people especially over lockdown you know pick up some cards again see what they can do with it and buy products you know which we hadn't been seeing seeing for a while um so it's a pretty exciting thing and we've got someone who has returned um after what five years out of collecting something like that which is a perfect example and a, a perfect person to ask questions about uh, when it comes to um asking why people return and also, also what i'd like to say as well apologies uh please do listen to this on apple uh, podcast or spotify podcast or of course you can watch the video on youtube uh, thank you very much I, I was just you took, the, you took the words from my mouth and uh the only thing you've missed out there is uh, if people could leave us a cheeky little review oh. um that would be Absolutely fantastic. Um, couldn't ask for, for, for more than, than that. But um, yeah, I think we've, we've discussed a lot, haven't we, over the last however many episodes now about newbies, but we haven't really covered people, you know, the, the draw for people returning. So we thought, what better way to, to sort of intro that, bring that into the conversation and talk to someone that's, that's returned such as, such as yourself, Elliot. So I suppose it's sort of the first um, thing to sort of find out a little bit and see what we can delve into is so why 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 now why why football cards again and stickers and collecting in general um well it's, it's it's a bit of a long one really our first jack mate he made his cards instagram account which i came across the first time and i saw these other collections like your prisons euro select uh wells donruss uh stuff like that and i thought oh they look a bit interesting obviously the price is quite high so I wasn't sure how to actually get into it. But then I saw the money you can make as well. And I thought, yeah, you know what, I'll give it a go. So, you know, entered a Burnley uh, box break. Didn't get very good cards, but I sort of got a bit addicted after that. Yeah, you were sucked in. You were sucked yeah, in. Yeah, sucked Just, in. I suppose that must be the way for, for a lot of people. It's interesting that you were brought here, I suppose, like, via social media, not through seeing a product in a shop mm. or anything. I think that's quite quite interesting in terms of, I suppose that's an added dimension to the hobby now, the fact that there is all this on, on social media and online that didn't exist before. You know, I think that's, it's just, it's just a different way of looking at it. I never really thought about that. And I think um, it's, the, it's the bigger, the bigger YouTubers bringing people into it as well, like Jack May, as you mentioned, um, yeah. like the Morley Pig do it as well he's been doing well of course Charlie Morley for those who don't know his nickname um he's been doing a lot of stuff over on his Instagram so 
what the thing about it is is that it, it's football at the end of the day it's connecting people via football when they haven't been able to go to grounds um buying the packs and stuff like that and it's it's just it's just cool isn't it you know even yeah even you picking burnley you're a liverpool fan you pick burnley it's a bit of fun you know yeah. fun on a usually just like an evening just before the next day and you know it's it's, it's just fun and it, it's it sucked me in as well i've <laughs> I, I can't stop with prisms now, and well, it's led to a new account forming, hasn't it? Um, yeah, I think that's what we should mention now, and that is Gregory Card. Um, if you don't know, Mouse get Man's to, app. yeah, yeah. don't know, get to know. It's such a I, I must admit, I knocked um, people doing all these breaking and stuff. It, probably in this podcast, I probably slated people early on. And for people, you know, reselling and stuff like that. But once you get into it, there's a lot of fun to be made in there. Um, it's it's rewarding seeing people get sick cards, um, and it's not just about you know making money because well, if you if it's all about making money, then you're in it for the wrong reasons. But I think I think this is this is what I was about to say. It's um, it's it's different. You know, having seen you guys do it as well, it sort of changes perceptions and. You're, yeah, of course, there's some money to be to be made, but you both have personal collections that you're trying to to fund things for. But I think I see you more as facilitators, as you as you say. Yeah. You you see you you get joy out of seeing people get good cards. Mm. You're just facilitating that. You're, you know, not everyone has the know-how of where to go and get some of these hobby products from, or, or can afford to get a full full box for themselves like you say but you can facilitate and helping them get some cards or certain cards that they need so yeah so I've sort of opened my eyes up a little bit as well I think it's it's good that we can um sort of make it accessible to other people that wouldn't normally be able to afford to buy boxes because obviously you can't buy these packs firstly in the UK most of them and secondly you can't buy them pack by pack off of just from your local news agents or whatever so these boxes are up three up three four hundred quid. So if we can make it accessible to people, let them collect their favourite teams, their cards, and make a bit of money on the side, I don't know what the, what the problem really is with that. Like prime prime example, I missed out on F1 Chrome. Um, I missed you know the the website crashed and you know caused all sorts of problems. The price of the boxes has kept going up and up and up and priced me out of ever being able to get a a full box, but you guys are getting one to break. And I thought, well, hey, there's a perfect opportunity here for me to get my hands on some cards that I want. And, you know, I'm, I'm quite like certain drivers. I quite like George Russell. So I've taken Williams in, in one of your upcoming coming breaks. And what a, a fantastic thing it is, because it means I actually get my hands on cards. I didn't think otherwise I was going to be able to. It's the same for football though as well. If you support a team in the Premier League, yes, if you are a Man United fan, an Arsenal fan, you're playing a little bit more. Um, because you have the ch chance of getting better cards, but yeah, it's it's a nice way of you know people. I'd say from the lower end clubs in the if we're going back to football, you know, collect their team sets because it's affordable as well. Um, they're obviously the cheaper ones out there, and uh, always seem to keep, get blessed in these box breaks anyway. Um, but yeah, it's just it's so it is fun and um, yeah, trade week cards. What a um, what a page. What a group. Yeah. Just just a question. Did you guys expect it to have taken off quite as quickly as it has? Because I think at the beginning you were just doing a raffle or two, but all of a sudden yeah. you've gone straight into to boxes now and people seem to be loving it. 
I definitely didn't think we'd go as quickly as we have. No. Well, when we first made it, I didn't think I didn't. I genuinely didn't think we'd break a box. I thought we'd just do the raffles and that'd be it, really. But because of how quickly and how much interaction we got on the page, we've been able to do two breaks already. We're getting our third uh, this week. So yeah, I think the success has been unexpected this quickly. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's yeah, I mean it's one of those it's one of those things, isn't it? Like there's I suppose there's a risk and people have got to put a lot of trust in you as well. Yeah. A lot of trust people have got to put in you. So um yeah, I think credit where credit's due maybe to people that have sort of put their faith in you to to sort of help you get some of these boxes, you know, giving you their, their money to then go and invest in a box or two that's the thing there's such a community sort of spirit though within these um box break accounts that sort of they all everyone looks out for each other and if if anyone sees a scam account or something they're so quick to report it and share it around so i think that was the main thing at the start when we when we did our first box we wanted to make sure that um we people knew that we weren't gonna scam them so we we lowered the prices probably a bit lower than what most people would put them up for, but it was just to build a sort of solid foundation and make sure people respected us as uh, a good and reliable account. We've got to give a massive credit to Pullman as well. Um, yeah. For, I know he watches these podcasts, so a massive thank you to you uh, for helping us fill that first break because from then on, we've obviously went and got another breakaway box and now our third one is probably our biggest and what I'm probably the most excited for our F1 yeah. break, even though I have no interest whatsoever in F1. It's, there's some good cards you can get in there. Like, there's, it's a good investment putting in, I don't know, whatever your favourite team is. I know you've put in, Toby, you put in £60, was it, for Williams? Yeah, because I, I quite like George Russell. You know, some people it's just driver rather than, than yeah. team, but... It's again. It's like as I said earlier. You've provided an opportunity that I otherwise wouldn't have had. Yeah, and that, that's the joy of these breaking accounts. And this is what, going back to the the whole theme of this podcast episode, is what's bringing people back into this hobby. And it's not just football cards; it's other sports as well. All sorts of people, you know, been getting into basketball because of these yeah. basketball breaks, the NBA breaks, the hoops. I think it's called hoops breaks, someone like that. Um, but they're everywhere. And uh, everyone, you know, obviously this country's main sport is football. So, you know, when you see football cards, you do think of your childhood and you see the, these breaks happening. And it's a bit of nostalgia as well with that. And, um, and I think the added element is the, the that you do, you can make money from some of these, these cards. Yeah. Um, I think that's what draws a lot of people in is that if you pull even if you're not, if you, if you, even if you're not a collector, if you pull something which is, I don't know, one of one, one of five, there's good money in that. Plus the autos, you can't forget the autos. You know they are massive, and that yeah. that's what that's what everyone wants to pull an auto from their overlips. I know Prism's checklist was absolutely appalling, um, but you look at the upcoming Obsidian, which kind of scares me that there's that many legends in one set. Yeah. It's yeah, um, yeah, and this is what's bringing people back in, which is, I love it. You know, it's just people who, you know, previously collected on the match attacks, shootouts, even if they're a little bit older, um, 
and now they're they're getting all these premium sets um to collect and to you know make a nice collection out of or to resell and fund for put net even more necessary purchases like yeah. bills etc Absolutely. Absolutely. Go on, sorry, Elliot. A lot of strategy involved in it as well. It's like it's it's not just collecting. It's um obviously people invest in cards. So like obviously a lot of people have been buying Harlands recently because mm-hmm. of the rise that everyone thinks he's going to have. And it's just sort of it's like a a sort of safer and more fun way of gambling because you're sort of you're buying cards, so you've got a physical thing. So it's it's not just money. You're you, you've got the card there, and then. You either keep it or sell it, and you've got to work out the right time to do both. Yeah, it's just great. You you put it you put it really really well there, and you you mentioned Jack as well um, before we sort of move away from trade week cards, um, Obsidian, and you know other other products. So what so what's next? What's obviously doing the F1 Chrome? What can we expect over the sort of the next two two three months? Maybe obviously we're heading towards the Euros as well. So. Yeah. That's funny you mentioned that. We've got there's a brand new Euro set coming out called Euro Mosaic, which wow, <laughs> that looks incredible as well. That's going to be incredible. There's no checklist release just yet, but once there is, um, it's going to be brilliant. And I, I know I mentioned to you the other night, um, Tobias, that this is the most fun I've had in terms of opening packs and like buying new stuff in this sort of hobby. Um, for a while and <laughs> i've been doing it for a long long time i haven't been more i don't even like f1 i don't watch the sport and i'm not even opening it and i'm more excited about watching you open up an f1 box see if we get an auto and then <laughs> and then yeah. um you know then for example opening up five packs of match tax extra which is just going to have cards i don't which will end up in the recycling bin you know yeah it's such a fun thing. It's such a fun pastime to have. But it's not only fun for us as breakers. It's fun for people buying into the breaks and fun for people who didn't even buy into it but want to watch it. Because I've, I've yeah. been watching all sorts of other breakers' accounts and their breaks, and which I haven't even bought into. It's just interesting seeing what kind of cards you can get and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely an exciting future ahead. Obviously, as we do come out of lockdown, you can, you'll probably see less and less people possibly going for the cards but it'll be interesting to see who knows but yeah euro's coming up euro mosaic um obsidian's out now um chronicles yeah. is coming back in june i think um i see i'm learning so much about all these new premium sets it's brilliant a couple of we've months. got an obsidian box coming as well so we have yeah uh, that'll be exciting very mm. exciting wow opened on my channel so uh yeah <laughs> can't wait to open that I- I think it's it's good for the sort of um, trading card sort of entertainment industry, I suppose if you want to call it that, because a lot more people have uh, through Instagram mainly have started uh, engaging more with trading card content. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I, I've said I said this. I said I took a wild stab in the dark back in I think it was October. I said that when hobby sets were starting to you know creep up a little bit, I said that that's the future. I think that still is probably the future of. You know, if you want to expand your content on YouTube, that's the route you want to go down. Um, and obviously, did I got a fifty-pound mystery box from Pullman, which was brilliant. That did really well for views. People loved that. So then I did the Prism cereal box, which also did very well recently. I've got another couple of them coming. I think. Thank you, Chris. 
Mm -hmm. And um, we've got the Obsidian, which I'm going to be opening as well, which is a guaranteed four autographs and or shirt cards. <laughs> and, and as I mentioned before, the checklist is absolutely disgusting. So yeah. there could be something absolutely special in there, which is why, you know, I cannot wait. This is, as I mentioned before, I've never been this excited to open up cards before in a, in a long, long time, I must say. You I said, think. Well, as I go, go ahead. I'm just going to say that I think the exact words you said to me were, uh, Jack, that you weren't even opening them yourself, but you were getting so much joy in seeing other people get good hits yeah. and you know get nice, nice cards for their own own collections. And I think that's quite a sort of selfless way of of looking at it, and you know having that enjoyment from that, like, yeah, must for you it must feel quite rewarding. I'd imagine you know again helping facilitate that and and just going on to the Euro. Uh, um, oh, what's the collection? Mosaic. mosaic. Yeah, I nearly said select. I meant to say, I meant to say mosaic. <laughs> but I've seen the, the fatty stained glass. Just just one card looks amazing. You know, really, really looks nice. So I'm sure it'll be good. I'm sure it'll be good. Oh, it will be good. And going back to you know, feeling happy about other people getting good cards. Take um, collect your fandom. I know he listens into these podcasts. Shout out to you. Thank you very much for entering um, the trade we breaks recently. He got absolutely blessed with Crystal Palace in a recent yeah. break, like Cheku Kiate special. And how much is that? Ten pound, twelve pound? Uh, I think it was might have been twelve. I can't remember. Yeah, ten like, or twelve pounds. It was a late entrant. It was on the day of yeah. the and you know that must be so rewarding because you know he's he's a young lad and he's getting cards like that of that caliber. Um, yeah, it's just, a one of five. Yeah, it's it's great to see. It's great to see. Um, and obviously, I would like to point out that we don't, you know, if people can't afford to enter these breaks, we don't we don't push it because that's just that's yeah. just not right. <laughs> that's not right if you push someone to pay, I don't know, sixty quid for Alpha Romeo, for example, in an upcoming break. No, it's just just not right. So there's a balance. Absolutely. I guess it's just a question of how long will it take for these sets to start being released in the UK? Because that would take the price down dramatically of what UK-based breakers would have to charge for their breaks to cover the costs. Because obviously from America, you've got the shipping costs, postage. And yeah, it's just as soon as these things can come to the UK, the better, I think. Yeah, it's a valid point. I've sort of yeah overlooked the fact that yeah you're having to import these things from america or other parts of europe it, yeah and the demand's there now that that's the thing the demand yeah. is there the demand is there for these hobby hobby sets in the uk so yeah hopefully hopefully the the interest sustains so that yeah panini tops whoever else is producing these brings them um to, to uk market uk prices so yeah that would be good but um Staying, sort of moving back to the, the topic of returning. Mm -hmm. So, Elliot, obviously, you've come back. You sort of said what, what drew you in. So, aside from Trade Week cards, what's the plan? What's the plan now? Well, the YouTube channel, I'm going to start uploading a bit more on that because I do enjoy that. Um, but it's just, I don't know what, what direction to go in, really, because obviously I can't really buy the premium stuff just to open on my channel. So it's whether I go back to the sort of uh, lower price collections or whether I, maybe a couple more cereal boxes, They that did all right. 
but I'm not really sure. We'll see what happens with these new collections. If they bring out anything that's affordable for a YouTube video, then that's what I'll do. But yeah, I think trade recard is sort of my main focus now. But yeah, I've got these other things off the side. My personal collection, Liverpool cards. And if anyone listening uh, wants to sell any Liverpool cards they've got, then I'll be happy to have a conversation about it. Details we'll leave in the description to uh, yeah. get in contact with, with Elliot. So, yeah. But no, so you're looking to build a, a personal collection. Obviously, you've got a bit of an interest in F1. You're yeah. going to dip into, um, obviously, there's been F1 dynasties been and, been and gone and yeah. Chrome's coming, but you, you're thinking about dipping into turbo attacks when they come out later this year? Potentially, yeah. I might have got a turbo attacks. Didn't do that the first time around, so um, might give it a go. Probably more so than match attacks because I've, I've sort of passed the match attack phase now, I think. Um, it was good while, it, while I was in it. But yeah, I think I'm more onto the premium football cards now. But F1, I might have to, because the Chrome cards are so expensive, so I might have to uh, do a bit of turbo attack, yeah. What I would say with turbo attacks is that, I, as I keep mentioning, I don't, I don't watch F1 at all, but that was a fun collection. That, it, yeah. was, it was good. The card quality as well, the card choices. Well, totally a lot of thought had gone into it. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that, and that's what you want from a collection. And if you were to go back to entry-level football sets then you've got you haven't just got match attacks now because when well when you left it it was just match attacks at the, at the top doing Premier League in their prime basically or just after their yeah. prime you probably left um, now there's Adrenaline XL um, which is just incredible Adrenaline XL is the go-to when it comes to entry-level football sets at the moment but who knows what's going to happen this is again the excitement for the new sets for next season is is definitely there. I, I can't wait for that. And it'll be nice to see what kind of sets you go for um, yeah. when they do come out. But yeah, definitely recommend Turbo Attacks. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you, you raised a good point there, Elliot, as well, around um, the F1 Chrome and the Turbo Attacks. And there's kind of a gap in between. Um, obviously, F1 Chrome was really expensive. And obviously, turbo tax is sort of in comparison, like it's dead cheap, isn't it? Do you think there's sort of a gap for something in between still? Potentially, or maybe if they brought out a higher one, then the the prices of the um, F1 Chrome would go down because if the the um, the football match tax Chrome or whatever it was, um, that's not anywhere near the price of the F1 Chrome. So I think that. There, there was just too much demand for a higher level F1 set that it pushed the price so high of these boxes. Whereas maybe if they had the dynasty out at the same time or around the same time, maybe that, because that was slightly higher, I think, in terms of quality, I presume, than the F1 Chrome. The dynasty? So maybe if they did that, yeah. Yeah, the, like the, the dynasty. dynasty it was, I, I, this is the thing, like, there was talk that it was going to happen and there was all this talk, all this talk. But then it all went really, really quiet. And then all of a sudden it was just there. And the next thing I know, there's American people on YouTube and Instagram breaking these lovely looking, you know, little boxes and getting, you know, an autograph in every box for quite a lot. So I don't even know what the price point was, but you've got to assume yeah. if Chrome was 180 or 170 pounds, 175 pounds, whatever it was, you've got to assume that Dynasty was 300, 400 400 pounds but um again if you have a uk release and just with just with formula one in general you know 
Um, hopefully tops have learned their lesson that the demand is there, so therefore they need to produce it in greater quantities going forward. I'll tell you what yeah. I'd like to see a return of, and this is um, the Tops Premier Club set. Yeah. That's, that's the perfect middle ground between the entry level and the hobby. Then you've got, in that middle point, you've got, what was it, Match Tags Ultimate you had towards the end, then it was Tops Premier Club before, Tops Premier Gold. Me and you, Elliot, we had great fun with the Tops Premier Club back in the day. Yeah, those shirt cards that's the kind of thing I'd like to see and I'd like to see Panini go down that route to be fair see if they can produce a mid-level thing because as I just mentioned at the moment it is quite literally just one pound five hundred pound <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing yeah. Middle. I think Prism I don't think Prism is too far off what the middle ground could be I just think the prices are too high yeah. for it Prism because should not... be priced lower like, yeah that sets appalling if you look at the checklist it's not good enough just yeah. just racking your brains what was the price of a premier club pack 350 I think. oh that's you know that's and what you've got six seven cards in a pack yeah three pound and you used to be able, i remember we had a good we had good fun going through the, the boxes trying to find the uh cards with the shirt cards in them the packs of the shirt cards because they were a little bit thicker weren't they and the packaging was a bit looser yeah. great Incredible, yeah, I love that. That's um, decent value. What was that? So saying that's decent value, you know, that is yeah, that is, is yeah. that in the middle. That is brilliant value for money. But the thing is, now there's so many more collectors out there, and there's more resellers and rookie hunters that it will just price it up. I don't think they that an option is there. I, I don't know because people just price it up too much. I don't know. But yeah, that would be so nice to see. But I suppose those middle ground sets are the ones, if you're quick enough, are those tops on demand sets they released, such as of yeah. all the people, which I mean, I mean, you've yeah. got a shirt, you've got Rorigi shirt card, yeah. um, Merlin 95, prime example, 90, 90 pound. That's a good set, that's a good price for guaranteed. They didn't release enough of them, I don't think, because the I prices of that set now are skyrocketing, aren't they? The yeah. one. Yeah, well, it is being resold for 400 quid. On yeah, there. exactly. That's wow. the problem. That's the problem because you get sets that are released in a limited um, amount and then the, the resale prices are just through the roof. Yeah. I wish I'd pick one up now. I had the option to. Yeah. <laughs> Could have made a cheeky little profit there, never mind. Oh, well. Yeah. But, yeah, I can't wait for that to come as well. That's going to be brilliant. It looks incredible that uh, the design of the cards there as well. Mm, it will be good. Um, not sure what else to cover. To be fair, obviously there's yeah there's been as we mentioned earlier loads of people returning to the hobby, such as your good your good self, which is good. We like to see familiar faces returning, and you know it's it's a nice place. It's a nice place to be. To be fair. Yeah. It's um, one thing I would say with the community, people tend to be keeping themselves to themselves a little bit more, which I don't think is a bad thing. There's obviously some nice collaboration going on with some of these breaks and stuff, but particularly for, for YouTube and, and, and stuff, I think there's um, the heat's gone, if, if that makes sense. A lot of the heat and the, the petty squabbling has uh, 
died down a little bit, which is good. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that, especially on Twitter. Everyone started to just chill out. You know, if they are interacting with each other, it's only supportive stuff, which is nice to see. Um, so yeah, this this is it's moving into a, into a right direction. So I'm just hoping it doesn't go back to what was it the end of 2020 toxicity we saw. Well, if everyone works together, everyone will get what they want from it. You know, good collections, affordable. You know, opportunities to get lots of different things. Simple. Yeah, I'm hoping there's that there's a there's a lot of good stuff to come from both Tops and Panini, and um, hopefully more and more people will, will do an Elliot and return return to the hobby, yeah. start collecting again, start doing whatever they want to do with it because there's so many different routes you can take. You can be a rookie hunter if you so wish to do so. Be one of those people. Don't know why you would, but you can be one of those people. You can be a breaker. You can be a YouTuber. You can just be an entry-level collector. You can. There's so many things you can do with this hobby. It's, it's brilliant. And, um, you know, even I've discovered new ways of enjoying it as well. And as I keep mentioning, it's the most fun I've had in so long. So, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I, I think, you know, that that is a good way to wrap up uh, today's podcast on, on that very, you know, it's nice to end on a positive. We don't always end on a positive. So it's nice to... <laughs> To end on a positive so um yeah i think we'll we'll end it end it here today elliot as always thank you for thank you for joining us it's been a pleasure love to have no you back problem. on again soon and uh, we'll leave Absolutely. your well we'll leave trade cards in the description uh, and we'll also leave your youtube um in the description as well so go and subscribe if you aren't already to, to ec trading uh jack thank you. thank you as always it's been a pleasure it's, it's always a pleasure spending my sunday afternoon filming a podcast with you twice Oh, stop it stop it <laughs> stop it but um yeah that just leaves me to say thanks everyone for for listening watching however you get your podcasts and uh you know subscribe to the the channel or um follow us on on both podcast platforms and uh yeah we'll catch you in the next one but uh for now it's goodbye bye bye <laughs>